Welcome to the Forge Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Forge Podcast, brought to you by Jackson Labs. Folks, please go hit up Jackson Labs at J-A-X-O-N-L-A-B-S.com. Boys, we're back in the lab today. Uh, we've got a lot of golf talk to go over. A lot of uh, nice big win last weekend and uh, a nice event this weekend for us. But uh, first, let's get into some introductions. Tombo, what's happening, brother? Not too much, bud. Um, just having a big day of productivity with the boys. Excited to be on the pod right now with you guys. And Codefish over in the corner. What's happening? Nothing about you. Don't go down this vicious cycle again. We don't need to. You always ask me how I'm doing. You know, I never got nothing for you right off the hop. I'm, uh, I need I a little. Need I need me. a little. I need a little. Just a little bit to get warmed up. Warmed up. Just fire up the lungs, baby. Sounds like you're warming up quite nicely, my friend. We actually had a very big day today. Codes is on the hunt for a uh, a new team vehicle. We went down to this. Uh, Actually, I'll let, let Coach tell the story. It was just like a weird afternoon at this place. We went down to, I don't even know if we should say like the name. Don't even give the name. I don't think place, it's necessary. But we ran into our good friend Boris down there. We can edit that out if we need to. Fine luxury line automobiles. And he's the kind of guy who would make a deal, we think, right? Like that's what we, that's what we took from it is that Boris might be able to skim a little bit off the top if you could help him because his uncle will help you, you know? <laughs> He'll hook you, hook you up on a trade-in. Wouldn't even take the trade-in, which was actually quite amazing. Like, literally, if it was a little bit more, he'd be down, but... Yeah, he didn't want my Corolla. Said it was <coughs> said it was too practical. I think you're going to kill it on the open market with that anyway, so... If anyone's on the hunt for an 09 Corolla S that just babied and nipped... Drop into our uh, into our inbox and maybe uh, hit Cody up if you need him. We'll uh, we'll punch a number out for you. Get on codes with that because honestly, if you're buying a car and you're looking like I don't know who's out there looking right now, but just who the previous owner is is a major important part of buying a new car. And I know Cody just babied that thing for I don't even know how many years. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. Um... They call me the poor man's Ian Poulter in regards to how I take care of my automobiles. Well, Poulter is taking care of Ferraris, and he was also last year's Shell Houston Open champion. That's right. It was his first win in how many years now? Like it was like four or five at least. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember Poulter winning. I just the only thing I ever remember of Poulter is just crazy eyes and Ryder Cup. That was it. Just draining heart-sinking putts for every single American player on every team that he played against. And how chippy he is. That's one thing I've always noticed. I liked it. Yeah, I love it. He's got some banter, man. Fucking give it to me. Like, enough of these soft guys on tour, man. Like, let's go. Like, I want that. Like, I wish Rory was like that. I wish Rory would have the same kind of banter and aggression as, as Bolton. He'd be a way cooler player to watch. Like, really? The English are like... Yeah, you know, they can come off, like, you know, hoity-toity and have, like, their little upper-class women. 
Fuck that, man. Those guys rip each other apart. And you know what? Americans are actually... So North Americans are the softer ones. Bring that shit out, man. Like, I want to see some fire. I want to see you ripping on guys every tee. Be aggro out there. Like, draining putts and fist pumping every time. You can't do that to me. That hurts my feeling. <laughs> I'd love it, though. <laughs> I just am always of the belief that it can fall apart at any moment, so it's always scary to be at that absolute high and then yeah, you're a tour absolute player. low. No, just as, like, not yet tour playing. Yeah. You remember that time me and V-Bud were battling you and Derv Nation at the quarry on hole number five, Pat's Hole on Granite? Mm -hmm. And... As you hit your putt, I believe, I yelled mashed potatoes, and Derv was so... He's furious. Rattled. Like I missed like a three-foot putt. Furious. Yeah. Derv did not stop talking about that for about eight holes. Furious. Shook him. He almost, furious. He almost left the golf course that day. He was really? so When we got to the mad. green on six... I like from the T because that's the, at the queue. Like for listeners that don't know, like it's par three, you're was it two hundred or one hundred ninety yards, whatever. If that way down the hill, long drive down. By the time we got to the bottom, like I had Derv staying, but like at, when we got off the tee box, he's like, "Fuck this, fuck these guys, I'm going home." Like, this is bullshit. Like, we're playing for money. Like, this is yeah, unbelievable. He didn't like it at all. He didn't like it at all. It hurt his feelings that day. And I said, sorry. Mashed fucking potatoes, man. Fuck Batman. Bring it. I like, yeah, like, if it's mutually established where the threshold of what can be said and how you can do that is, I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. But... You and I have been on the receiving end of some vicious rips yeah. out of Cody. I'm v, just thinking Pat. of a, of a four or five putt we may have or may not have shared on the quarry tenth green when they had that rude pin, and it was right on the side of the hole, and we just passed it back and forth for a few times before V and Cody kind of just. Relented. I can't remember that, but like I remember some rude pins out there. But I don't remember that either. But that, that sounds like. It sounds like a true story, so I gotta agree with it. But speaking of mashed potatoes, then who do we got in this week's lock of picks? He pays at the Houston Open because, as you were saying well, we earlier, can... wasn't this at a different time and place? Yeah, I mean, a few years ago. I mean, I'm not sure when they made that switch, but I mean, as of 2010, it used to be right before the Masters. And like, so we have the Houston Open this week. Uh, we'll go into the Shriners after this but uh, Shell Houston Open this week at uh, former Redstone Country Club now Golf Club of Houston um, yeah Fall Series event I mean I think if anybody listens to this they know that I'm not a fan of the Fall Series events you like, don't like them at all hey? there's just it's so hard to watch like you got hockey starting you got basketball you got baseball playoffs football Football, like everything, and they're kind of just like throw their toss away events. Like, come on, you got celebrities playing these events, like. But, yeah, I liked it when it was before the Masters. Like a lot of guys use it as a tune up. I mean, Phil won there the year before he won his first Masters. Yeah. And every other year that he played before, played that week before the Masters, he keep, not every year, but he played well. Like he, a lot of guys use it as a good little tune up time. It wasn't. It's not an easy course. 
No. Not even close to an easel. And you know what they moved? When they moved the Zurich then, because there used to be the, I think the Zurich was right before the Masters after that, and it was a TPC Sugarloaf. And that was another great venue. That might have been before, actually, the Houston, but I'm rambling on. But, um, yeah, good event. I mean, for the guys that are up there right now, like, who is it, Austin Cook up who there right up now? Who is up there, really? I don't know. Austin Cook's leading right now at 8-under. I mean, you got Russell Henley up there, who's played well there over the years. Who's McCumber? Um, I couldn't even tell you, man, to be honest with you. You got, like, Nick Watney, blast from the past. Nick Watney, I don't know, like, I like Nick Watney, and I don't know why, you know? Like, I just like him. Every time I see him, I like seeing his name up there. I liked him in the day, in, like, 2006, 7, 8 kind of time, because he was actually, like, solid, but I don't know. He's really, he's fallen off. I mean, the guy that I like seeing up there right now is a guy like um, Zach Blair. I mean, guy just got back on tour after posting, had a good year on the Corn Ferry last year, so it was night or web at the time, but... I like watching Zach Blair. He's really cool anyways. I like what he does off the golf course. But um, I think this is a good event for a lot of guys. I mean, even a guy like Cam Champ, you know, he's 300, T23. But like, like seeing Cameron Champ out there. Me too. I think he's necessary for golf. Like, really good really good story. Mm-hmm. So Let's not discount Boo Weekly. Yeah, I saw that, that he's playing. He's still there. Right? Boo, Boo always likes to sneak up on you. Remember when that guy was on the Ryder Cup? Hell yeah. <laughs> Didn't he ride his driver around like yeah. a pony yeah, on like a T-Box or something like that? Yeah, he's Was wild. that Ryder Cup or President's Cup? I think you would know better than I. I want to say that that might have I think been. Ryder. I think you were just about to say President, so. I was about to say President because I think there was the one that were in Montreal. We should actually probably check that, but like. Fact check. We should fact guys. check that. Well, we fact check that. Tom, we're going to take a short take break here. And we'll be right back after this short one. Hey Codes, did you know that Golf Traders has Canada's largest selection of used and new golf clubs online? No, I didn't. Hmm, that's too bad. Yeah, but Tom, did you know that Golf Traders has golf clubs that can fit your game and your budget? Yeah, of course. That's why I'm asking you if you've heard of them. Well, you can head on over to golftraders.ca and check out their entire selection of used and new golf equipment. Or head over to golf underscore traders on Instagram. All right, sorry for that quick break. You know what? Sometimes uh, we need a little break to also get some room for our sponsors, but we also need to do a little fact check. Was what was the Ryder Cup that Boo Weekly played in? It was the event when they held it in Kentucky, obviously like more of like a hometown boy. And uh, Boo's just back on tour. He was on uh, the Corn Ferry not that long ago. Like, it's nice to see him back out there. I mean, honestly, probably one of like, the straightest drivers of the ball I've seen in a very long time. Do you ever see that guy miss a fairway? Like, no. No, he always, whenever you see him, he's always golfing his ball well. Yeah, very well. Good ball striker. But, um, yeah, Shell Houston Open. We'll get in some picks a little bit later, but... Um, I got a quick question yeah, about... Jason Duffner, is he still rocking a no sponsor in the hat and just wearing whatever he feels like? I honestly have no idea, but I'd I like heard to say, Steve Elkington talk about that. I'd like to say yes. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to say yes because I haven't heard any differently. Elk says that Duff is by far the most underrated guy on tour. Like, that guy can take it so low, or he's an absolute mental midget. The yeah, other way. I could see that. I, I'm cheering for him always. Um, 
like his charisma. I watched uh, a couple of years ago. I think it's two, two or three. You ever seen charisma? Yeah. He's steel wall, right? <laughs> nothing. He's got nothing. He's unflappable out there. You just, don't know. Chucks yeah, a lipper in and rolls. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but he wears the funny hats and stuff, and like, that's just a weird like. That's not the guy you'd expect to see, like wearing a funny hat on the golf course. The Mister Serious guy. True. True. Enough. True. Yeah. So it's. I think it's in there. But we'll. Uh, I agree with you on that. But uh, we'll go back a week here. Um, Kevin Nam. Uh, two-time winner now at the Shriners. Won back-to-back years. Mister walks it in. You the guy. Well, they could have pretty much walked in everything. Guy made what five hundred and fifty-nine, sixty-nine feet of putts throughout the week. Yep, they made a record at least yeah. since they've been measuring. Yeah, it. Gross. Yeah, I think it was five fifty-nine, just short of. Yeah, with a sixty-one on the Friday and went to a playoff. Walked it in on the first playoff hole. Walked it in on the first playoff hole, man. That is so nutty. Yeah, he's super confident. Like, I don't know if you guys watched, like, there's a clip, I think Scratch put it out this week, and it was just how hard he recoils with the driver. Like, that guy has no fear. But that being said, he did go through a time when he could not pull the trigger on a driver to save his life. You remember when he had those yeah, driver can't. Yeah, you can't say that he has no fear. He, he, had he seems to no longer have any fear because at one point in time, he could not pull the trigger. It was embarrassing to watch. Whiffing it, like swinging at it and stuff, like coming off of it. Remember he made that 16? <laughs> and he was just spraying it everywhere, and you're just like, damn, who is this guy? But I think he may turn into like a favorite. The next hole, or like two holes after. I don't doubt it, man. The guy's a birdie machine. I yeah. always lock him in in a fantasy draft. Draft kings lock him in for bird dogs. Yeah. And that's another thing we're going to bring up, too. We are looking at getting a fantasy PGA pool early going. If anyone wants to join, hit us up in our Instagram account, sign our DMs. And if you guys want to play, let's set this up and like actually get a pool going like sooner rather than later. But we'll go it, back to... I heard sorry. that's what you were working on today. I did work on it a bit. We just, if anybody wants to do it, like hit us up and we'll get this thing going. You invited me, so I'm in. Perfect. You invited me in, so I'm in. Let's do it, boys. But um, what did we think about uh, Kevin Nas win last week? I think I think it was really nice to see him win there. He, he obviously plays well at that golf course. I cried. When his kid came up? I just cried. I just cried when he got, like, because he's, like, an older boy, right? What is he, like, 36? He's Tiger's age. Set of Tiger's age. A little bit younger. Is that right? 30, I want to say 37. But, yeah, his beautiful wife, Julie, is it Julianne? <clears throat> Like baby Sophia, when then he's like, I just need to take a second to talk to my Korean fans. And then he started going off in Korean, and they said that he was talking about the CJ Cup. And I don't know, I just like got emotional. Just, yeah, big win for him, right? Like, big win, big win. Glad he walked it out. He said to himself that he was not going to lose. I am not going to lose this playoff. This is the playoff I'm going to win. And he did that. I like that confidence for sure. I like that a lot. I mean, but the thing is, like, okay, this is my, like, critique on guys on tour or whatever. Like, don't get me wrong. I love watching Kevin not win. I've always been a fan of him. I like his action. Like, I like his attitude out there. I think it's funny. But, like, you know, I like the confidence saying, I'm going to win on this playoff. Like, it's a big win for me. It's like, yeah, but you make, like, 10, did you do like 10, 10, top 10s a year, top 20s? You're doing all right, man. 
it's not a problem. Like, you still probably made, like, four or five mil this year. Mm. Like, you know, he gets, he sneaks into these top fives, T2 every once in a while. It's like, you did all right. Like, yeah, a win's a win. You want to win. It's not like he's struggling. It's not like he's in the potential to lose his card or anything. But, Mm. like, I'd like the confidence to say, I'm going to freaking do this. I was talking to Mike Malaska once, and he was like, if your goal is just to be a mediocre player on tour, like, you ain't even going to make it on tour. Like, not, that's you not, have to that's set not that, that you bar want to, That's not that so you want to higher. be that. But he, Kevin Na, truly believes that, like, if he has his game together, he's, like, one of the, he's the best. I think he right? could still win a major, in my opinion. Like, he so, is good enough to do it. So, to me, that's just, like, that competitiveness <coughs> that, like, got him there is, like, I want to see how good I can truly be at this. And, like, imagine being in a situation where you're, like, in a playoff and you lose it a couple of times and you're, like, I'm better than that. Like, I... I I should be winning in a playoff. Like, that's when pressure is its highest, and that's when he should be delivering. And he truly has to believe that in himself. No, I agree with that for sure. I remember when I lost in my playoff, as we've talked about a couple times on the pod, when it was Dallas's fault. And I can tell you right now that even though, once again, it was Dallas's fault, but I think about that, and I wanted to win. Like, I thought I was the best at that time. And it still makes me sad that, like, I didn't take it down. And sure, I took home a big check for $175. But it doesn't matter. It's not about the money. It's about the cops. For you, boys. And on tour, to be fair, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere. You're right. You don't think I'd trade in my $175 check in order to say that I won at Sturgeon Valley? In a heartbeat. Yeah, you're right. Fair. Take that. In a heartbeat. Although if I was on tour and I could get five top fives and a couple T2s a year, I would be completely satisfied for the rest no, of my life. I think you'd be, and because like that, you were two, and then you were two again, and then you were three, and then it'd be like... You're a multi-multi-millionaire at that point. Why the fuck I ain't, why ain't it one? Yeah, why ain't say that like, oh, you don't want to... Number one, no one wants to aim to be mediocre. You want to be the best. But if you're a top... 50 player on tour yeah. for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Like, you're set for life. If you're Cooch, right? Like Exactly. I mean, th- there's Cooch certain concerns won. that, like... Cooch has def- won 20 times on tour. Like, right. Yeah. But, but I know what you mean. Just someone... Like, either way, they're, like... The money, they're happy with it, right? Like, yeah. Th- there's certain concerns that they don't have that... And they may even, depending on how much they're spending, there's, like, that income rich kind of world where like people's are spending so much so they have to make so much right like the well, reason Mike Tyson went broke to think about that though like the players are making that much how much is the tour making at that point when right. you think about it right the, the tour is probably ripping them off they are yeah like how big these events are stuff right like yeah you work for me kind of we built the PGA yeah I mean we don't need to get into the tour I mean there's a lot of things that you could knock on with them but yeah yeah, happy for Kevin, man. Yeah. Happy for Kevin. But you know who's not going to be happy to see Kevin? Wait. Let me flip that around one more time. Bryson's coming back, Jack. <laughs> What's he's, he doing, Codes? I don't know. You see him on his Instagram when he's talking about getting swole like C-Pay. He's joining Good Life Fitness, getting things going, coming back, needing some help from Phil on his calves. They were commenting back and forth. But, like... Maybe some stems. Hayes was saying, Bryson's already a big boy. He's built like a linebacker, man. He's huge. Yeah. Have you seen him standing beside like Brooks? Like everybody's like, oh, Brooks is huge. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Bryson's bigger. Like Bryson's a he's a big, big cat. Dude. I just saw yeah, I saw him standing next to Ricky the other day, and I was like, Ricky, you're so small. Yeah, Bryson's big boy. Bryson is a big guy. Thick. Like, I mean, the guy could play football for sure. Like he's definitely big enough. So I don't know. Did but that being said, if I was Bryson or a guy like Ricky, I mean, a guy everybody on tour wants to be like Ricky. Your ball strike is good. Your driver's good. Your putting is good. Your wedges are good. <laughs> Yeah, I also saw he was the first one to implement graphite shafts and all his iron. Fourteen, all of them. All of them. Was it all of them? Fourteen. Wow. Yeah. Ricky. <laughs> no, no, Bryce. Oh, Bryson's rocking graphite. Yeah, the professor. All of them. Putter. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what I saw. Wow. Just like that consistency at a molecular level in all of them, right? Wow. Ah. Uh, what? Like, what is your take on that? Like, is it? I'm a putter shaft away from being all graphite myself as yeah, I think about it. Yeah, but you swing at 125 miles an hour. Like, nope. Maybe that's the only way to swing, depending on who you are to get it up there. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't. I think with tour guys, like they put such an emphasis on speed. Like, I don't think graphite is the way to go with those guys. Like, it's too fast. With an emphasis on speed, though, it's fast. It is fast. I guess, it, especially lighter. in the States, they just hit it high and let it go. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't go. Just go 85%, and that's 100%, maybe. I guess. I don't know. I, I think Bryson's methods are interesting, and I don't disagree with it all. Like, even, like, the same length club, like, I think it's it does make sense. I'd like to try it myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know, to be honest with you. Yeah haven't experienced it yet so it can't like even if it's better for him and i'm like this is trash for me like yeah so what well that's exactly it we'll see if a increased muscle mass minus a downtick in fat percentage uh, becomes a perfect equation for w's for bryson in this upcoming year okay sure. so here's a good bet on this like a good prop bet and maybe not a prop bet are we taking bets on this now? If someone wants to DM us, are we... No, I'm going to make a <laughs> bet with you boys here. I don't yeah. care about what anybody wants. Like, I want to know, like, what is your opinion? Like, do you want to bet on the fact that he's going to be worse next year than he was this previous year? Because if he says he's going to come back yoked and he wants to get jacked, like, I can tell you from personal experience and other guys that have done the same, it ain't good the year after. Like, it's It's difficult. I mean, it's different with him. He plays all the time and he has trainers and all this and practices like a madman. But it ain't easy I'll to take, put on he's weight a, like that. He's one of my favorites. I'll say that he's better. Yeah, what Faster, is stronger, more efficient. Drives it further. Closer proximity to hole. Overall stronger. So are those our KPIs for the bet then? Longer drive, closer proximity to the hole? I'm going to say the, I think the bet should be he'll be worse in the world rankings. At the At the... At this time next year. Okay, Tom's writing it down in his phone right now. I'm going to take better. And I'm going to bet you a northern chicken fire sandwich. Deal. I'm in on that. Um, Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with him, but... Well, let's just dip uh, out of golf real quick. Um, Obviously, this is a golf podcast, but... um, Fuck you guys, we're Edmonton boys, and we care about the Oilers. And I'm not even sure what the score is right now in the game, but the Oilers are undefeated, and it's October 10th, and I can't actually remember the last time I said this. That's a beautiful thing. 
And I just, before we go too deep into Oilersville, I just want, Oilersville, I want to quickly note that Bryson's ranking right now is eighth yeah. in the world. I was going to say, he was about seven, eight, something like that. So, yeah, back to the Oilers. Also, James Neal's scoring four goals in a game. Wow, what a trade for Milan Lucic. Real deal. Love it. The trade was one for one. Yeah, but, but you know what, though? They're on uh, Spit and Chicklets podcast today. They were talking, they had a guy from uh, the Calgary media come out, and he was like, you know what? Treliving knew that this was going to be, like, a trade like that. He knew that those goals could happen. But it was a trade that needed to happen. Like, if you look at the way Calgary got bounced by the Avs last year, like, what's that guy's name that uh, is, it's not Zaitsev, it's the, that giant monster on Colorado. I know, I know, I know who you're talking about, yes. Yeah, I know. I mean, the guy's been about. rolling through the Western Conference the last couple of years, and you know what? They had no one to go at him. And then you see what Lucic did to him the other day; just popped him right in the face. He's like, "Come on, you want to go? No? Well, whatever. I'm gonna hit you anyways." Yeah, they That's didn't call it a sucker. They didn't call it a sucker punch because he was facing him. But yeah, exactly. Still bopped him right in the nose. Yeah, so I mean, that trade straight up—it's <laughs> a good trade. They're not gonna get the goals out of Luch, but <laughs> we'll take the goals. Like we need them. Like we mm. got some toughness on our team, and you know what? Even if we don't, I don't care. I want the goals. We do. We got toughness. We got Darnell. Tough. Darnell, I think this is going to be a year for him. I think he needs to, uh, if he really pushes it, like, I think he'd be a Norris candidate within the next few years. Like, he is that good. He's he's nasty. He's going to be our pronger this year and take us straight to the cup. That's how he has to play. That's what we need. I'd like to see it. He that is, the man that is what we need. We do need more team toughness. Yeah. Score more goals first. I'll, I'll worry about the team toughness later. I'm not going to get too excited quite yet, right? No. Are the, are the ticket sales, have they gone back to normal yet? For the no, Oilers still down. People are still a little yeah. sour. Okay. I was looking at tickets for the Stars, and I could get them for $51 US, which isn't bad. I'd fly down there to watch them, too. I think that team is going to make people a lot of money if they're gambling on them. I think that's a team to watch out for this year. Who's that? Dallas. Stars. Yeah. I think Dallas is incredible. I hope so. I hope so. I'm a big, <coughs> as everyone knows, I'm a big Jamie Ben fan. Fat Ben, as I refer to him as my hockey pool, but couldn't keep him this year because his AAV is just astronomical along with all the other top stars in the NHL, but that's another podcast for sure. But speaking of money, I've got a question for you guys, hypothetically, that I saw on the interweb the other day. You guys make a million dollars a year. Gross. Taking it home. You guys going for a haircut. Cost you $20 for this haircut. How much do you leave as a tip? $5? $10? $50? How much do you leave? It was posted by Daniel Negrano on Twitter. And I answered first. I said 5%. Or 25%, right? 5 bucks. Here's 5 bucks on a $20 haircut. I thought that was good. After we talked about this, because we kind of talked about this, if I had a good relationship with the dude and it was worth the investment to pay him more, I would. But on average, I think I would probably just throw in the extra $10 and be like, here's 30 have a good day, and go on with it. So no matter what, no matter what, wherever you you're traveling around the world and it wasn't your regular, Juan cuts it, and Pedro, and Alejandro, and Louise. Ten. Tan. <laughs> People cutting your hair. No matter what, it's always just a straight $10 tip, no matter what. No. 
Yeah, I, I can't say like, uh, like universally it is because if you have a meaningful conversation with a dude, like I remember our bartender in Jamaica, I gave him like hundred bucks cash US because I'm like, dude, I want to support your dream, right? Like, and you want that guy running back to you as fast as possible. Yeah, but then it's like, I think the default is probably the ten, right? Like, yeah, money's not an issue, right? An extra ten is gonna be they'll they'll be very happy to see me, I'm sure, right? But it's not like reckless. Yeah, I guess as you say it, yeah, and through and so on and so forth. I guess I wouldn't necessarily not tip not to tip, but I don't know about you guys, but have you guys seen some of the deals oh. around town on golf to be had, like green fees now that we've got some sunny days out? Did you see like I don't get the chip in on this like haircut to talk here or what? What's that? I'm gonna chip in on this haircut talk. I thought you did chip in on the no, haircut talk. No, didn't even jump in. No. I'll give a quick answer and then we yeah, can move go, on. Go, go! I thought you did. Just you because this is the belief here in the lab, man. Sorry, this I get is the belief that I like to go with on that because I like. I had to think about this. You know, like if that's your dude, if it's twenty bucks, you tip him eighty. You make it an even hundred bucks, and you go, hey man, because then he gets excited to see you. Like, hey man, here's your thing. You deal with me once a week, maybe twice if it's a big week, but like that's your dude. Anywhere else, like you, Tom, 20 mm. bucks. That's what you get. I don't know you, you don't know me. But if it's your dude, that's your go-to barber. You tip that guy. A barber's a good thing to have, man. If you got a good one, you should be fucking with that relationship. Spend some time in that seat and passing back ideas, telling them about yeah, life, right? Like, it's a, I've always found the barbershop to be a very interesting place for my ideas. favorite, and they know your schedule. They need to know when you might be coming in. Mm-hmm. You tip them well, they'll make room for you. You don't want to be fucking around trying to book an appointment or walk in and be like, oh, yeah, I got these five guys. No, man, bounce these guys. I'm in. I tip this guy 80 bucks. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. What uh, stinks of privilege, but um, what barbershop do you go to, Tom, that you were telling me to go venture off to? It's down the street somewhere? I don't even know what the name of it is. I know you didn't. You never do, isn't it down? Yeah, it's just down on 104th Ave across from First Round there by McEwen. Shout out to the Griffins. I went to Tommy Guns the other day in the park. I don't mind Tommy Guns, but I feel like... Not bad. I feel like they have options there, and really the one option... Like, you probably just go get a tidy up maybe on the side. Or did they Quick charge you for a full haircut? Full haircut. And I feel like the barbershop I go to is like 20 bucks rather than a $35 haircut. When it's That's like, what I would like as well. To be honest, 20 bucks. Get I don't in, get need out. like all of the jazz all the time. For the amount of hair that she, this person actually cut off my hair yeah. off the top, should have just been half a cut. Like That's, you're just doing a fade. Right. It's the same thing when I went to Tommy Gunn's long time, Tommy Gunn's guy. And I went yeah. in and I said, hey, I just need a little trim. And they literally like, yeah thinned out the top of my hair and called it a $40 cut. Nah. Puke. I'd leave. Puke. I did. I did leave. I used to go in Kuji, like in Sydney, it was because I had a student rate. 25 bucks with a coffee. Was this your, was this your homie that you... Buddy Samir. Give him a big shout out. Big. The beach barber in Kuji. Absolute best fucking studio or barbershop in the area. Tough to find a good barber in Sydney, man. With Not a cup of easy. coffee. It's expensive. With a cup of coffee. With a cup of coffee or a beer. That's nice. Yeah, and a place where every bottle of beer is 10 bucks, like, it's a good deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
yeah, we'll move on, I guess. How's it How's it been getting settled into your new place here? Yeah, it's been good. It's been interesting, to say the least, moving back into Edmonton. And uh, for one, it's cold. Uh, I don't like wearing all these clothes, and I know that, like, Sydney weather is beautiful right now. But, uh, no, it's been good. Cruising around town and uh, hanging out with some people I haven't seen in a while and just going to some places, again, that I haven't been in a while. Um, Who have you seen that you haven't seen in a while? Where have you stopped in, said hi? I went and saw, well, I mean, you can call this my former employer, but this is also, like, you know, one of my best buds in, uh, in Goose. Went and saw Goose and Dewey down at World Chem. Had a nice little chat with them and then just chilled and, yeah, even just seeing the family. Interesting. You know, like, obviously not spending time with your family for a long time. Pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been nice. Yeah. Interesting. Weird living in a place with just one other person. Word has it. That you might be looking for a job. Yeah, I'm on the hunt for jobs. So if anyone's got anything, uh, just to ship me a message, that'd be great. Cheers. Anything that uh, you'd like to be doing out there, if people ideally some sales, but we'll see. Good talk. Okay. So if you guys, uh, if you guys listen to the pod, you know that I can ramble on for a while. I can yeah. close. Yeah, you do know that he knows how to talk because we do a podcast and you listen to it. So hit us up in the DM if you guys have any opportunities out there. Exactly. And what you also don't know about CPAs is after coming back home after five years he was helped out through a friend with a standard automobile folks and CPAs if you could just tell us a little bit about your journey and the standard stick how that's been going from not driving to cruising around on scooters to now in Edmonton traffic remembering that you gotta push the clutch in (laughs) I mean, yeah, growing up, obviously driving automatic, like, your whole life from the age of, like, 13 to 31, and really not driving the last, like, four or five years, like, more time spent on a scooter than in a car, but, yeah, it was weird to learn that, I mean, I'd driven manual before, yeah. like, in South Africa and whatnot, but... It's crazy, isn't it? Sydney, it's but, crazy. Yeah, it's wild at first, very frustrating, but once you get into it, like... It's fine. Yeah, I love it. It's Actually, fun. It's, it's awesome. way more fun Nervy. to drive. You, there, there's no thought when you're driving automatic. You're just kind of, like, zoned out. You're not really even worrying about it, but... No, that big hill coming down the Walterdale up to Jasper, whatever that is, that hill there, Yeah, like, that like is something that, that, like, would be absolutely to avoided to at all that. costs. In yeah. the wintertime, like, I ain't even venturing up in that. I'm going the long way I wouldn't even around. do that in automatic. Oh, 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 I don't even do it in the summertime. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but, yeah, nice. We got a nice video of C-Pay's taking his first steps of this. and I'm, That will stay buried. I'm trying to convince him to <laughs> open it up to the world because it's the hero's journey, right? Like... We've all faced something we haven't been sure of, and it was nice to see him come out on top and be a part of that process. I'd like to face that this summer going low, finally, instead of you know being scared to go low. Yeah. I'd like to see that, too, maybe even this fall, quickly. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a little cold out <laughs> Might there. Might be tough. Yeah. I mean, I was hitting balls the other day in Golf Town, and it was a struggle. Like, it was a bit tight. Like, I was trying to, trying to flash off my, like, show off my speed. You know, I was trying to rip out there. Mm, not so much the case. Like, 
just trying to hit like going like big high cuts and the, like I don't know about the sim, but it stays pretty straight in there. Speaking of duck hooks, let's take just a quick break here. We'll be right back. Hey codes, did you know that Golf Traders has Canada's largest selection of used and new golf clubs online? No, I didn't. Hmm, that's too bad. Yeah, but Tom, did you know that Golf Traders has golf clubs that can fit your game and your budget? Yeah, of course. That's why I'm asking if you've heard of them. <laughs> well, you can head on over to golftraders.ca and check out their entire selection of used and new golf equipment. Or head over to golf underscore traders on Instagram. Welcome back, Board Jack fam. After a short little break here, we've been yammering and yammering for the last five minutes. We said, yo, hold up. This ain't even recording anything. Tom Bobby wouldn't remind repeating what you told us just a few minutes ago. What the heck have you been up to, my man? Codes. A lot of things on the go right now. Um, first, I just want to tell you about a little movie that we went to last night. Um, went and saw that Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Highly suggest anyone check it out. It was a little disturbing to say the least, but at the same time, I think dives deep into the mental health issues that seem to be a concern around the world these days. But next week, a lot of things going on. It's startup week in Edmonton. Um, Going to be hitting up a lot of different events throughout the week. <clears throat> what is Startup Edmonton, Tom? I hear you going to these things every once in a while on a Thursday here and a Thursday there, but what exactly is Startup Edmonton, man? Startup Edmonton is basically an organization that has a building downtown that is a co-working space, and they're basically trying to connect people in the tech industry and others and entrepreneurs, designers, developers, that whole world to kind of create a platform for them to mingle with each other and find opportunities for work and collaboration in a lot of ways. And coming up is a big one because they have a full week dedicated to startups. I think this goes above and beyond just Startup Edmonton, but definitely a big player in it. And we're going to be going to events like an investment course on uh, presented by ATV that kind of goes into what businesses these days should be paying attention to as far as raising capital. There will be a job mixer and a company meet and greet with a lot of companies around Edmonton. I know jobbers there, um, Intuit might be there, and a couple other big tech companies. So that should be interesting. Um, also going to dip down to one on data science that uh, Amy's going to put on, which should be pretty interesting, and finish off the week with a big party at uh, the Thursday Night Tradition. Throws on, they do a little mixer for product managers, entrepreneurs, innovators, people that are doing cool things every Thursday at the Polar Brewing Co. Co just south of White, and they're going to be having a big mixer for everybody involved after a big week of events. So if you're interested in anything like that, I would suggest checking it out and coming and saying hi to me. Wow, that sounds like an absolutely busy week. Tomcat, um, once again, head on the Instagram, interweb, search Startup Edmonton, find out those dates for specific meeting points here in the city upcoming. 
But see, Pays, I know you were invited to that movie with Tomcat yesterday. What the heck have you been up to, man? What's going on with you? Uh, boys, I had a clog drain. Uh, I couldn't make the movie. I had to snake about um, damn near 20 feet of line out of the power auger at 6 o'clock at night to stop the flow of shit going into my shower. So that, that was awesome. But um, yeah, we got that sorted, so that's good. You sorry, I couldn't make, make that movie. movie. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to get that story out there. That was a good name. I think, Tom, hey, can you come to the movie? Sends a picture of a power auger. Yep. Getting ready to throw right into a drain and never heard from him until here we are right now. <laughs> Just back on the tools, boys, and it was uh, it's not my favorite job. But you know what, man? It's just a little bit of shit. Like, don't worry about it. Head down, back up. We can deal with way bigger fish than that. Have before. We'll do it again. But besides that, what else is going on this week for you, homie? What do you got cooking in the kitchen? Anything new? Anything exciting? Anything on the move? You got to be on the move. You got to be. We got Thanksgiving this Thanksgiving. weekend. Thanksgiving, yeah. We got a big weekend. Thanksgiving. We got uh, we got golf on a weekend. Sick weekend. Long weekend. And then yeah, gonna go down to the fam's place, my mom's place, and do this little Thanksgiving dinner out there, and then rip back and just try and enjoy the weekend as much as I can. I mean, the weather's all right, so I might even try and peg it or at least get to the range and just swing it like a couple times before the end of the season. Um, yeah, not too much. I'm going to take it pretty easy, to be honest. And then, yeah, then we'll move into the next week. And then I know you're trying to sell your car, so maybe we can try and sort that out and get rid of this whip. And then we got a lot of interviews coming up for everyone. Like, I know Codes would like to obviously swing it into that and then talk about what we got some great interviews i think everybody's gonna love coming up here and maybe you can give us a little insight on what's happening with that i don't want to reveal too much because there's still plenty of opportunity for people to flake out and be out of guys reluctant but we've got a couple of special guests this is whatever day it is i know that we're going to be talking to golf traders here real quick like i know we're going to try our first phone-in interview with chris parkinson those who know know that name but what i wanted to ask you there just before you sent it over to me was boys what is your favorite part of thanksgiving besides spending time with family what is it me for example selfishly i love making sandwiches with the leftovers yeah i i care more about the leftovers than anything like the day itself is good i think i would enjoy it if i really wish thanksgiving was in the summer like, like i know should that's be. weird should to just say, start but... should just start should just start celebrating in the yeah, I just feel like it's such a, like an odd time of the year. Like, if it's nice out, it's sick because you can go play. But, like, when it's this, like, in-between weather or if it's cold, like, or snowy. But, like, you know, when it's cold and shitty out, like, you kind of just stuck inside. Like, there's not a whole lot to do. So it's not, like, my favorite time of the year, to say the least. But I do like just chilling with the fam and doing what you got to do. But I don't know. You? I think my favorite part of Thanksgiving, like, all the sentimental... I should be thankful kind of stuff aside is those turkey sandwiches with the cranberry, right? Like nothing beats those things in my life this time of year and Christmas. Real cranberry or fake? Um, like I like a real cranberry mix. My sister down in Phoenix makes actually the craziest little cranberry. Like I don't know what she does to them, but it's my kryptonite. Something. My so, fan is something the turkey American, mayo something avo sandwich. Avo. Yeah, like... You get like a nice roll, like check in some abs, smash the avo, mayo, salt, pepper. Bang, it's perfect. Turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy. That's a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
in like a bun so you can pack it in. Yeah. Yeah, like a nice little dinner roll. Yeah. Right? Just mm, give you like six or seven of those over the course of the night. Yeah, That's... give me one of those big Kaiser rolls and just let that baby run. Like It's not Thanksgiving, but I do a man's giving and it started about twelve years ago with Riley Steele and Drew Steele. And the first one held ever was me, Drew, Riley. I think we had a little bit of a doobie. <laughs> me and Drew went out to the hockey game after eating and came home and had found three quarters of a deep and delicious pie, been devoured by brother Steele. <laughs> that has now transformed in because I don't have any family here and I hate imposing on others. So Mansgiving is kind of like my Thanksgiving. So that three-person party has transformed into like a 50-person mashed potato cook-off like this thing is wild in that riley and his wife sophie at gray's way throw it's wild so i love sandwiches so much sorry just got me talking thinking about all these mashed potatoes and everything it got me distracted from us having to lock in our picks of the week this week at the at the houston open yeah so let's get into that real quick boys for everyone uh for everyone who's gambling on this week or just wants to know our pick and see what you guys can do um, Cody, lead us off with your picks for the week. We'll just take top two this week for the Houston, and then we'll kind of wrap things up. Well, I got to take my boy Nick Watney. I don't know why. He just reminds me of someone off 98 Degrees. I don't know if it's the name. I don't know if it's his boy-ish good looks, but something tells me that Nick Watney is going to be the cream that rises to the top this week. Did along with my man, Lando Griffendorf. <laughs> I also choose him to rise to the top by week's end. Not like, like, you'd have to be some kind of sicko to even pick someone within the top two or three to win this. Like, that's almost a guarantee. But hey, sorry about that. I talked too long. Tom, who do you got for picks this week, my man? My picks were really tough, Goats. And I'm, despite your strategy of not going one or two or three, I'm going to take Taylor Gooch up there riding to T1. But I'm going to... I'm going to jump a little further down the leaderboard for my second pick, and I'm going to go Mackenzie Hughes. I don't hate that. I don't hate that pick. My picks are simple this week. I'm going to, one, I'll take Russell Hanley. Obviously, he's up there already, but he's a past winner at the Houston Open. Made that huge chip in on Cooch on the last. So, like, that was sick to watch. Big time. Huge, massive. He's had success at Red... I'll call it Houston now, not Redstone. So I think that's a really good pick. And then my second one would be Zach Blair. Uh, back on tour, like I said, off the corn ferry, I just I see big things out of, out of ZB this year. And, like, I just, yeah, I really hope that he does well because, like, I think that he's actually, like, good for golf. Like, he's an interesting individual to have on the tour. So I'd like to see him. He's T14 now, so see what happens. That sounds like a couple good picks, as well as free bio Kim, am I right? Like, I don't know if you guys remember. He's, I don't know. He's still, done, eight, eight, still yeah, suspended. Go. Just want to touch base. Fuck that. Nah, man. He's banned. He gone. He gone. We can think a little. Yeah, tough free bio Kim. I'm sorry to hear you're going through that, but <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Um, I did want to ask you guys about Tiger Woods' putt-putt venture that he's going to be doing. Do Pop stroke. Is that what it is? Do you, can you is tell me a little more stroke. about it? You go ahead and tell us, guys. i just seen a little bit of it, but it's something that I was talking to the boys about. But this has to work here. Like 18 holes, mini golf style. We're talking like real green, 
contours, shapes, water features. Like a place you'd actually go to like hone your game, not just like put it through a windmill. Along with golf simulators and food and beverage and bunker shots and driving range. Like it, a full it's, practice facility. It's wild like what Tiger like it's just too bad it's so snowy and cold here that you can't keep the people outside, right? Like, but well, even like right now, like I wish, sorry, I'll get distracted from pop stroke. That's what I think pop stroke is that I saw just quickly on the old interweb. It looks like a cool facility. Yeah, I think it's great that he's doing it. I mean, it's also like a, it'll be more of a family event or family adventure for everyone. And I think it's really good. Like he, the post that he put out today is like some of the fondest memories he had were on the putting green with his dad, you know, having putting contests. I mean, that's great. And you can do that at a place like that. And mm-hmm. it creates camaraderie, camaraderie with not only your family, but like your friends you want to play with. Like it's an easy entrance into the game. And I think it's very good for the game. And I, something like we were talking about off air today. I mean, I, again, we don't have the money to start this, but if we could, Edmonton would be like, a great place to hold something like that indoor, like say like the old golf dome or whatever. And you can have contour greens and have like a nine hole putting course and you do leagues and you have practice spots and you can, like you said, bunker shots and you can chip in there, like off that thick turf, that thick fake turf. And I think it's really good. And I think it'll be really good for the game. What Tiger's doing. Imagine a little like part 27 course, right? Like we always used to play that game around yeah, bell greens, right? Like imagine, yeah, if they like had little tee boxes and all you could use was a little wedge and you only just need three holes. Bump it, right? That'd be pretty dope. Yeah, I think it's great. Like, I think the game of Part Twenty Seven. If for our listeners that don't know how to play this game, this is a great game to play. Like, when the season gets back, you like get to your local club and just get around the putting green. You get three balls, three holes, and each ball is a par three. So you have three shots to make par off each one of your balls for each hole. And, like, you play with someone else, and, like, it's an absolute... It, for one, it's an unbelievable game to practice with. Like, it's... We used to play that, like, well into the night at Belfast. We'd finish 18 was, holes and yeah. play that till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, like, it, it's so good. And you just pick these weird, odd spots. Like, you put it under a tree, for all I care. Like, hit yeah. the shot. Yeah. And... You can hit whatever you want. Like, I remember hitting driver underneath that tree and just rolling it down the hill at Bell in front of the pro shop. And, yeah, you like, yeah, games like that, like, I think that's what golf needs to kind of showcase a little more to show, like, it can still be fun without it being extremely difficult. Right, like, and I know for a fact that, like, if it wasn't for mini golf at the very minimum, I probably wouldn't have gotten into golf the way I did because just go into the amusement park and like a mini golf course you start <coughs> loving the idea of whacking a ball around a course and trying to get it in a hole is and that elusive hole in one right yeah exactly and golf is daunting enough as is let's make it easy make it fun i think my first mini golf experience was that real green mini golf in Kelowna there just before the bridge 19 greens i think that's where i first played and it that's got a me wild place some of those wild. greens going straight down that hill awesome Awesome. I wish that's where like, so if you can't bring it this and that and ideas and popping through, you know what I think would work here, but it would just the infrastructure in order to begin to even think about it would just be way beyond my scope of knowledge. Night golf. In Edmonton, where we have light until 1030 or 11, 11 o'clock at night, the city of Edmonton has to put lights on Victoria and let us play until midnight. You imagine that? Awesome. 
I think you need you. I would be sick to actually do it, Vic. But I think you needed more like a closed off space. There's too much ease to kind of just walk on there. It was my only two that or Cardiff. But I don't know if Dallas and the city of Mooresville <laughs> were going to get on board with throwing a whole bunch of lights up. I didn't know if the city, but I just thought we could just steal a little bit of a but power from a mean. bus shelter just down or a city lights running a pole <laughs> off. Next thing you know, we got at least like a nine hole banger under the lights. Yeah, I think that'd be, be absolutely sick. great for the city. So sick. You'd grill the game a lot if you did that. Because yeah. you can hold like little events, you can do date nights, you can do whatever you want. Right. Easy thing to do. And I think that's something that the city of Edmonton should look at. And uh, yeah, the, the cost of it is not cheap. But at the same time, yeah, you're creating jobs. you got to have more staff doing this. You're earning money for an extra, say, six hours a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't see I anything. I pay a premium. I pay a premium in order to have a nighttime round. Absolutely I would pay more. Not. It should 100%. be less. 100%. I, I, I would. I would. You guys are shaking your head. But, like, if you're telling me that, like, a prime time, like, I want to peg it up at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. For is 20 like, bucks is what I want to pay. I'd like to pay... 50 with cart. What's it normally to play a Vic? 70? 77. Yeah, I'd pay 50. You're right. I'd pay 50. I think that's a fair price for that. And I think that's like, come on, Edmonton has such a massive golf. Um, massive. Oh, man. The, the amount of people that play play golf in Edmonton, like, it's actually insane. It's half the reason why, as far as everything as well as, like, this podcast is because people are golf nuts yeah. in this city. When the sun and the... The water, the ice people starts running now. down the river. People are freaking out. Mm-hmm. They start itching. They start twitching. Yeah, you see it right around Masters time. Like, you see people fucking chomping at the bit, man. You see driving ranges packed, and there's snow still lining the thing. I mean, I, I was always like that. You guys just talking about this is getting me itching, right? Well, I'm just thinking about, yeah, like, every time, like, you opened up. Like, I don't even know, right? It's just talk between some buds. But you open up in April 15th. And from the moment until you close down that you're able to obtain that extra amount of revenue per day for I, holding I don't see the off, reason not to do it. It would cost you a ton in the beginning, but eventually over time you would have to begin to make money, right? You would have to make money. Even if they only did it on specific nights. But, you'd, but you know what, though? If you're going to put in the money, you better be running every night. So, But I think that's... Um, it's I almost turkey time. I was going to say it's almost turkey time, boys. And to be honest... It's getting a little late for myself. This is a bit like an emergency pod that we kind of just had to run through before the weekend here, get our picks in and let everybody know. But um, I don't think it was an emergency. It was a thoroughly enjoyed I was going to say, I think you mispronounced special edition. Special edition, let's go with. (laughs) Yeah, more of a regular time that we'll be getting back into here on like the Wednesday, Thursday kind of time. But um, boys, is there anything else that we got to do here tonight or... Just want to remind everyone, if you're not already, to please leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes pod and as well as Spotify. And if you could start using the hashtag, the 4Jack Podcasts, or slide into our DMs. Absolutely. I'm good, man. I, uh, I think I got it all out there earlier. Beautiful. Great podcast, boys, and I hope everybody enjoyed the enjoyed this episode and uh we'll talk to you next week after the houston cheers peace bud arrivederci hello four jack podcast fam it's your boy actor of nation and thank you for listening to the four jack podcast it would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the apple podcast app because you know that would really make our day thank you 
and let's keep on golfing, baby. I kind of like that last one. Okay, then we're good. Got it. <laughs> <laughs>